This podcast is proudly brought to you by Nuova Simonelli. Hello and welcome to Temper Tantrum Podcast 67. As you can tell, I'm sure my name is neither Colin Harmon nor Stephen Layton, which means, as I'm sure you've guessed already, something this week is a little different. Um, Of course, that is if you ascribe any sense of normalcy to what it is that we do anyway. I know I certainly don't. Um, In any case, we've been planning this podcast for a good month or so behind the scenes, partially because time zones are hard and former World Barista champions are busy, um, but also because we wanted to try adding more voices into the podcast. Um, We don't, as you might have noticed, really edit the podcast very much. I don't, like, aside from that one time something really didn't pass my bullshit filter, um, part of that is because we just generally want things to be as real or as... uh, true as possible like you know we we're not interested in making anybody look extra good or extra bad just as it is uh fairly unvarnished um so steve and i both figured that for this type of episode we would each record a single episode on our own with different people and then sort of pull it together and cut out bits and pieces and and sort of make this one big sparkly podcast um but it turns out that neither Steve or I are uh, really good at letting go of things uh, that we enjoy doing. So um, neither of us could really bring ourselves to drop anything from the conversations we had, which means, lucky you, um, we're splitting them into a two-part series of which episode 67 will be the first. So chances are you've seen some promo for the documentary film The Coffee Man about 2015 World Brist champion Sasha Shestish. Uh, if not actually attended one of the 180 screenings that have happened so far in 37 countries, which is pretty rad when you think about it. Um, It's about to make its online debut at the end of this month, so Steve and I wanted to chat with both Sasha and documentary filmmakers Giraffe about their experiences making the film, and then sort of put it all together in one go. Um, But again, because we're splitting it, this week you'll actually just be listening to me chat with the two halves of Giraffe, uh, Jeff Hahn and Roland Fravel, uh, who I first met in email back in 2015 in the lead up to WBC as they were looking for permission to film Sasha backstage. Um, This was back when I was working with WCE and stage managing and all that stuff. And here are these two more guys with cameras. I'm filming a documentary about coffee. Can we please have more access to your space? Um, I... I am usually very positive about these things, but also a little bit skeptical, um, and I'm sure you'll hear that skepticism a little bit later on. Sorry, guys. Um, but uh, I'm, I'm really glad that it, it worked out the way it did. Um, so without further ado, I'd like to introduce you to a self-described geeky technology camera gear type guy, which would be Jeff, and uh, creative producer Roland. Um, so first of all, could you guys give me some background on your history and how you guys started working together? How did you get to where you are today? Yeah, sure. So, um, we met, uh, when we were about 17 in Canberra, (laughs) uh, through a mutual friend. So in, in school, I think it was year 11, year 12. Yeah. And, oh, Roland was actually a a year below me, uh, at school. And yeah, it was through a mutual friend. So we've known each other for around 15 years. Wow. And then we started working together in the last sort of two to three years mm-hmm. doing film. Yeah. Yeah. I think, um, you know, we, we'd we worked on a few small projects together, um, a few, you know, music, uh, film, video clips and that kind of yeah. thing. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, but then, uh, yeah, and then 
in terms of how we started making this film, you know, we'd been looking for a project to work on. Yeah. And um, maybe you should tell the story, Jeff. It's your story to tell. Oh, I'm sure. <laughs> sure. Um, so the, yeah, uh, well, we met Sasha. I met mm-hmm. Sasha through my brother-in-law, Mick. And um, he was like, oh, you need to meet my friend Sasha. He's this, he's this crazy coffee guy. He's obsessed with coffee and he wants to make a short film. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, okay, you know, there, there, there could be something in this. So um, I went up to Canberra. Um, as I'm now based in Melbourne and I sat mm-hmm. down with Sasha and had some lunch and we talked about doing a short film project yeah and then yeah I came back to Melbourne had a chat with Roland and then things just progressed from there that's great so one of the things that strikes me um, about the work that you guys do and have done so far is that it's all about telling stories um, which as we all know from and I'm gonna have to sound I, I don't know if you guys have listened to the podcast recently but we're actually gonna sort of start doing a James Hoffman claxon because inevitably somebody always brings James Hoffman up during the podcast um, but we <laughs> also try to tell stories in coffee uh, but we do it pretty poorly um, is that, I mean, aside from the fact that, uh, you know, you had this introduction to Sasha through someone that you already knew, is, is that kind of what intrigued you about what we were doing or was it something entirely different? I think, I guess going back to the, to the very beginning, I mean, I remember, I think uh, Jeff even called me from Canberra and was like, dude, I just met this guy and he's like this kind of mad like coffee guy and he like travels all over the world and and he like he, he was he grew up in like Bosnia or something and and he like represented Australia in the Olympics for like handball <laughs> and it's like and and you know all these kind of details that yeah, came yeah. out and it was almost just like you know I think we both thought that we kind of had an inkling that the world of coffee was um, very broad and you know um you know obviously coming from australia and melbourne we know so many people put so much time and effort into coffee Mm -hmm. um but i think what really first attracted us was the story um you know sasha's story himself Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um and then as we got further into it you know it's it was the story of you know, obviously barista competition, um, yeah. which is, you know, a, a story unto itself. Mm-hmm. Um, but then just those little intricacies, you know, the relationships with farmers, the um, yeah. the kind of connections globally, you know, between a person like Hide and Sasha, who, you know, yeah. in another lifetime, that kind of connection would be, you know, impossible or unheard of. Or, Absolutely. So, it, yeah, it's really the stories connecting uh, the stories and those connections that really drew us into um into the world and I think came out in the film in the end as well yeah so is that is that sort of your pitch because I I was going to ask you like if if I didn't know anything about the film at all um like as a coffee person we often come across coffee documentaries like there was black gold and there's a film about coffee and uh there's a there's one being sort of released in the UK over here uh called this beautiful addiction and um like they're all, they're all very different, uh, but as a coffee person, you sometimes get a little bit wary about being asked to watch something about your industry or what you do because, um, you know, it's a lot to sort of condense into a short amount of time. Um, is, that, is that why coffee people should watch this, is to, to, to see those stories, or is there another sort of reason why you think that this, this is different to everything else? Um, yeah, so I guess the film for us is... You know, it's, an, it's about an obsessed coffee producer and his journey to the World Barista Championships. And it's really a, a human story. So it's following, you know, yeah. a character from 
the start to the finish. So really we wanted to tell a story of, of Sasha and, and tell a, a real-life character story, which, mm-hmm. you know, we believe is an is a inspirational story. Um, yeah, absolutely. We, we, we really saw that, that Sasha was such an inspirational character that was, you know, pushing boundaries and really sort of doing things his own way. Mm-hmm. And just his, you know, his history through coffee, but also, you know, being an Olympian, being very competitive and... and that all sort of intertwined with the story was was great and being storytellers you look for interesting characters and you look for people you know uh like sasha who who you think is are interesting and and have stories that we you know you think deserve to be told and yeah i guess from our point of view from the other coffee films that we've seen is is you know this this film isn't just specifically for for the coffee industry as far as how we're you know pushing Absolutely. it out like we, we yeah, believe yeah. it's it's an inspirational story for anybody f- you know following their dream and wanting to accomplish what they want in life yeah. and not letting anything sort of stop them because that's that's really the mentality that we saw that Sasha had yeah. uh, going to all lengths you know being really sick at the World Barista Championships ending up in hospital all these sort of things and just pushing on yeah and there was lots of things like that that sort of just kept popping up and it was just like you know this is a this is an inspirational story it's a um yeah and i think also you know very early on i think you know i think a, a film about coffee just came out when we had um we we'd already started but we were mm-hmm. still pretty early on in the piece and and we saw that and we thought you know we're not going to make a film like this. I mean, that film is beautifully shot and, you know, they um, they, they really crafted something that was quite um, stunning to look at. And we mm-hmm. knew we were never going to make something um, uh, in a similar vein to that. And that's why we really wanted to, um, like Jeff says, try and just tell a really honest um, story that, yeah. you know, if you're within the coffee world, and it's really interesting because we've, we've had um, screenings for, you know, that are like 100% coffee people yeah. and screenings that are, you know, at film festivals and such that have been no coffee people in it. And it's mm-hmm. really interesting to see what different things get picked up, but also yeah. the same things get picked up. Like a yeah. lot of the questions we have in, you know, Q&A sessions are very similar. Yeah. Um, and there are there are differences. You know, I think, you know, whenever we do a, a Q&A session with Sasha and there's coffee nerds in the room, then they just want to, like, <laughs> squeeze every drop of information yeah, out yeah, of him, yeah, you know, absolutely. and ask him, yeah. like, how do you prepare and, you know, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. But, you know, there's a real commonality to, to the story that's being told in there that, you know, whether you've, you know, drunk a cup of coffee or, you know, have 17 a day or whatever yeah. it is, you know, you can you can take something away from the story. I'm I'm actually really curious about that. So, what what sort of questions were you getting that were different between the two? Um, you know, like how? Uh, okay. Sorry, not to put you on the spot. That <laughs> no, that's okay. That's okay. <laughs> I mean, I think look from the from the coffee people. Like I said, there's a lot of questions that would be about. Um, you know, how do you prepare for, or how does Sasha prepare for competition? You mm-hmm. know, um, some very specific things about um, how he prepares and how he makes his coffee. Yeah. Um, I think a lot of questions, um, you know, from non-coffee people would be uh, more about his motivations. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, a, a lot of them were quite in, intrigued to know about what he was like as a person mm-hmm. um you know what was he like 
to kind of work with as yeah you know as a as a as an individual that we were following and what was that relationship like so i think Mm -hmm. um there was that and there was also a lot of questions i guess about coffee as well you know where does he source his beans from and Mm -hmm. um you know how how often is he traveling and, and that kind of thing from people outside of the industry where that knowledge isn't really um yeah they don't have that knowledge yeah so you guys have already sort of touched on this a little bit, but I want to dig into it a little bit deeper because I remember there being quite, like you said, quite a few struggles with the filming sort of once you got to Seattle, you know, there was uh, Roland having to act as a milk mule, first of all, which I, I can't even imagine how scary that was. Um, but then Sasha got ill. So um, are there any other things that happened there? Like, like how was that for you both? Because that's a pretty different sort of environment to get thrown into if you're not a coffee nerd. <laughs> Uh, look, I, you know, I think as filmmakers, you're, you go in and, and documentary filmmakers, you go into these situations sort of always thinking of what could happen and, and, and being prepared for the unexpected yeah, and being open to sort of anything happening. Mm-hmm. So, and, and it's in a way like f- for me personally, that's addictive is, is as a filmmaker, like I love sort of jumping into a situation and just going with it and sort of, you know, going with the flow of it. Yeah. Um, and, you know, the milk mule sort of thing coming up, like, you know, that was always in my head, like, oh, this could, this will work really good in the film. And, and there's always <laughs> those sort of things that just pop up. Um, yeah. You know, this is a great little story that could fit into, you know. Mm-hmm. And you do kind of get to a bit of a, <clears throat> you, you, you get to a very weird headspace. I remember especially towards the end of um, our trip in Seattle at the World Championships where, yeah. you know, everything that happens, you're kind of thinking in that frame of reference. Like, yeah. oh, wow, Sasha's in, in hospital. Oh, that's really bad. But great for the film. <laughs> and it's kind of, so you have this weird kind of internal <laughs> battle as a film. It's like, it's like the filmmaker versus the person. Yeah, yeah. You know, Such the person, bastards. You don't want, you know, Sasha to be sick. But as a filmmaker, yeah, man. Just, <laughs> oh, he's sick. He looks terrible. Oh. This is great. So it's a little bit weird in that sense. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think, you know, I think the other thing that we struggled with was as a film crew of two, mm-hmm. um, you know, just trying to capture everything was, um, I remember before we went to Ethiopia, which was our first origin trip, you know, we mm-hmm. had all these plans. We were going to, oh, we'll be staying on these farms for a couple of days and we'll, you know, we'll wake up and we'll film the sunrise and, you know, we'll get yeah. all these wonderful shots. And, you know, the reality was, I think we averaged seven or eight hours a day in the car. And, mm-hmm. you know, you've got yeah. 20 minutes at this farm, 30 minutes at that farm. You know, yeah. Sasha goes along the beds and sniffs some beans and looks at the trees and then we're off again, you know. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, trying to capture or tell some kind of story in that environment was um, was very challenging for sure. Yeah. Oh, but there is a story to it, I think, that doesn't that doesn't get told. Because I, I know I'm, um, I'm helping Steve to organize a, an origin trip to Kenya right now. And it is, it's, it's like, you just have to anticipate spending hours in the car. And that's, that's a part of the story that we don't really tell as coffee people. We, you know, oh, we're going to origin. We're, like you said, we're going to, we're going to spend all this time on the farm. Like, you know, we're really going to connect with the, with the farmer, with the producer, with the people there. And, um, it, and you do, you find a way to make that connection while you're there, but you also spend much time sort of jumping over hurdles to, to get to that point and trying to condense yeah. everything into a really small space. Um, yeah, absolutely. And I think, you know, also as filmmakers, there's only so many times you can, you know, film Sasha slurping coffee as he's cupping before you get, you know, <laughs> it's like, 
<laughs> I'm pretty sure we've got that shot. You know, we've probably got a couple hours worth of Sasha and, you know, other people cupping, you know, sitting yeah. away on our hard drives. And it's it's not the most riveting of footages, you know. No, and I think that's what's really interesting is that coffee has become this sort of, like, it, it is a thing, like, when you are personally drinking it or engaging with it, um, you know, it's something that you taste, it's something, it's a, it's that kind of an experiential thing, it's, it's the space you're in, it's the people you're with, but um, it's recently become, I think, as a, as a nod to sort of all the social media that's going on, um, a very visual thing as well, mm. um, and I find it much harder to get you know, the important things or the things that I really appreciate about coffee across through a visual medium. Um, so yeah, I can only imagine how difficult that must've been, but the industry seems to be moving in that way as well. Like with things like barista competitions, like that is actually quite visual for an audience, um, where the audience isn't getting to taste the coffee. And it's like, how do you get that across without being boring or repeating yourself over and over? I I think you're, you're very right. And I think a lot of the images that we associate with coffee now are also quite glamorous or yeah, you know, like uh-huh. I said a, a film about coffee that film looked beautiful mm-hmm. you know the way they shot it um you know really captured that um you know the, the, those stunning moments uh, especially at origin you know and like you say on social media you know all the the glossy photos of coffees yeah. and 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 cafes and so on and so forth and I think a, a part of why uh, you know the coffee man as a film kind of worked is because it is a bit more I guess gritty is, is one mm-hmm. way to put it. You know, it's yeah. not it's not a, a glossy, glamorous-looking film. It's very run and gun. You know, there's a lot yeah. of shaky shots. There's a lot of unfocused <laughs> shots, you know, because we were literally running after Sasha trying, you know, yeah. trying to keep up. But I think it does kind of show a little bit more a peek behind the door, you know. Like yeah. you say, an origin trip, it's awesome. And you get to taste some amazing coffees, go to some beautiful places and really connect with some, um, you know, really passionate people, but it's a lot of hard work to get there. And while you're there, it's a lot of hard work to get around. And, you know, it is a lot of work to, uh, to prepare for a barista competition and to travel and, and to do all that kind of stuff. So I think, you know, we were lucky enough to have Sasha just, you know, let us come along and, you know, shove a camera in his face, uh, you know, basically yeah. 24 hours a day. And it really yeah. kind of shows the, I guess, again, you know, like Jeff said, the lengths that he's willing to go to, but you mm-hmm. know, what it, what it takes to kind of, uh, to work within the coffee industry on a, on a global scale and, and yeah. to, you know, try and make change and so on and so forth. So, yeah. So that, that gritty aesthetic, um, that sort of lends itself to a feeling of, of authenticity, I suppose, if you want to talk about the construct of authenticity, but like how important was that to you? I mean, some of that is just naturally coming from the fact that you're a crew of two people and things move fast because, you know, you've got that, like when you're at, when you're at origin and you've only got a few hours on the, you know, maybe not even a few hours on the farm, an hour on the farm, you've got to run after Sasha and Sasha just moves fast anyway, you know, and uh, (laughs) competition too, you know, that, that's a very, you have uh, an hour to prep. You've got to get your shit on the trolley. You've got to get out there. You've got 15 minutes, 15 minutes, and you're done. And it moves very quickly. Um, was that part necessity? But was was that also, um, you know, some, some of what you just wanted to go for in terms of making it feel real and human and, uh, and authentic? Yeah, I think, I mean, one of the big things is, is was always about keeping the story honest and keeping the film mm-hmm. honest. And yeah. Uh, as Roland was saying, like, you know, it, it was really chasing Sasha around all the time, <laughs> yeah. trying to keep up with him. So that that was how things, you know, w- were sort of panning out. I mean, to the point where you'll notice in the film that we actually, um, you know, we don't have any shots of Sasha in the hospital. 
and it's because he just kind of disappeared. He was like, I'm yeah. sick. I need to go. Yeah. <laughs> and, yeah. You know, he went, you know, and, yeah. there, and there he was. Yeah. So it was always, um, yeah, it was always our aim to make the film as honest as possible and not to sort of, you know, make make things up along the way. We really wanted yeah. to tell an honest story and, you know, being two people on the ground following, mm-hmm. um, you know, as you said, it, it was it was quite difficult at times to get the, the, the coverage that we needed to tell that story. Yeah. Um, but look, I think um, all in all, like we, we ended up with a, a, always just following the story and making sure, you know, the story is the most important thing mm-hmm. uh, with, with the project. And, and we ended up, you know, using that and, and piecing everything together. So. Yeah. Yeah. Um, just and, and sort of on the same vein. And again, like because because I don't know who's seen the film and who hasn't seen the film, we're going to pretend like I don't know anything about it at all. Right. Um, <laughs> sure. <laughs> but, you know, there, there are many different styles of sort of documentary and, you know, different approaches to some some people just want to put stuff up on the screen and they're not going to voice it over at all. They just they just want to let the sort of viewer decide for themselves what the message is. Um, and then there's there are documentaries that are more guided or that are trying to tell a particular story. And um, like, how did you decide what sort of approach you wanted to take with the documentary and, and like how that worked out in the end for you? Are you, are you happy with the decision you made? Yeah, well, well, this is an interesting story. So <clears throat> so when we went to Ethiopia, so back at the start of this project, the idea was not to make a story of Sasha. The idea was to... He was he was very adamant that he did not want it to be about... Him. Yeah, like, exactly. I, like, I'll yeah. stand in the corner of frame, but he wanted mm-hmm. it to be about the producers. Yeah, mm-hmm. so, so the idea was we would we would wanted to look at making a film around Direct Trade Coffee and uh, looking into that more and, and seeing where f- coffee comes from and how it, does it get in our cups yeah. and sort of examining that, and especially in Ethiopia as the birthplace of coffee. So we, we sort of went in very open-minded learning and at that stage we didn't really know what we were doing to an extent it was sort of just (laughs) yeah things were up in the air a bit so it wasn't Mm -hmm. until you know a couple of months later when when Sasha introduces to barista competitions and we were both like you know what is a barista competition yeah and then we went to the Australian barista championships and then that's when the the story changed and it really started to go down this sort of character story path Mm. and and then it was really about, you know, following Sasha. And because, because of this, you know, um, character story path, it was really turning into an observational documentary. So observational yeah. meaning following moments as they happen organically, so naturally. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, but, I mean, even then, it's interesting you said before, Jeff, like, you know, we kind of followed the story in a way. And we, we did our best to try and tell it you know, let, almost like, you know, let it tell itself. Because we did have a few, you know, early on in the piece, we were thinking, you know, maybe um, I would feature, because I kind of got sucked in as this milk mule character, yeah. that yeah, maybe yeah. I would feature um, a little bit more prominently and maybe even play, like, kind of break the fourth wall a little bit and mm-hmm. play, like, the guide kind of role of, yeah. um, hey, everyone in the audience, welcome to this film and it's exactly, about coffee. Yeah. And isn't coffee strange? <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> and, but you know, again, that it kind of didn't really fit, and even mm-hmm. to the point where, again, I was going to um, do the voiceover for the animations in the film, mm-hmm. which in the end, um, you know, after doing some interview with Sasha and his family, his daughter came to life as this really wonderful, um, quite insightful and 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 playful character, and so yeah. she ended up doing the the voiceovers for that, and 
it's amazing the amount of comments we've had from people again within without the uh, from both within and without the coffee world yeah. saying wow it was so cool to have his daughter um you know uh, and a, a voice do the voiceovers for the animation so i think yeah. that's again it's one of those things it's like well, what feels right for the film and mm-hmm. it definitely didn't feel right to have me as a character in the film so you know yeah. let's scrap that idea and move on to the next one even yeah. though you did end up being in the film well anyway. I, I was struggling <laughs> milk i don't think i could have avoided that as a milk mule i think you know that's yeah. a fairly unique name it's, tag yeah for sure and and you're certainly not the only person or the, the sausage's not the only competitor to have gone through uh you know crazy lengths to get milk where to to the competition i, I remember colin was shipping stuff over on a pallet and we had to get it out of customs and you know he was very adamant he wanted to use irish milk and <laughs> yeah. yeah so like it's well that, that's actually funny we when we went back to the world brewster championships this year in dublin <laughs> i remember jeff one day telling me he'd had a dream where uh, in his dream <laughs> we got into trouble when we went to Dublin because all these people had been arrested for smuggling milk and they were all like, oh yeah, it was these Australian guys. They gave us the idea. <laughs> so oh, it's all amazing. The, the Coffee Man film gave us the idea. Yeah. Oh my goodness. No, yeah. no, you're not the first ones to have had the no, idea, but certainly <laughs> you no, can save yourselves all. from incarceration. Um <laughs> So like as, as creators, I think, um, you know, there's, there's a, there's always sort of a, you know, done is better than perfect or, you know, like at what point were you like, all right, it's time to get this thing out there. Like we're, we're happy with it or we're happy enough with it. You know, was there, was there that sort of stuff like, oh, we can just keep going. There's, there's more work to be done on it. Or were you guys fairly certain? It's like, no, this is, this is good. We're going to, we're just going to go with it. Uh, well, there were, there were a few things with that. So, I mean, there was, uh, t- the time frame was we wanted to get the film out. Um, yeah. While Sasha was still the World Barista Champion, mm-hmm. um, so we wanted to sort of get that, get the film out into the world and do this theatrical screenings. And yeah. you know, in the last four months, we've screened it over 192 times in 37 countries. I think incredible, well done, Jeffrey. That's so we've been um, it's been really <laughs> successful as far as the screenings go. And and yeah. the idea was to to sort of go on the back of of this year's World Barista Championships, um, mm-hmm. <clears throat> which has worked really well as far as, you know, our marketing campaign, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But also, um, you know, funding was another issue. We had a, a, a schedule with, you know, the amount of funds we had to mm-hmm. to work with the editor in the studio uh, to finish the project. And, we, we you know, um, yeah. Roland as producer was was um, smashing down the door, making me finish the film <laughs> as quickly as possible. Is it done yet? Um, so, you know, there, there are a few things there. But also I think it's very important as a creative to draw the line. And, yeah. Yeah. you know, we, we could have spent longer on this film. And, you know, I believe if we spent another, you know, three to six months on it, we could have made it, you know, in my opinion, you know, you, you yeah. make it like an extra 5%. Mm. better in what way i don't know Mm -hmm. but there is a line that you need to draw and say this is it it's time to move on let's show the world let's get it out there yeah uh and and you know own it and be proud of it and you know it's it's been incredible um screening this film and talking to people afterwards Uh, as an example i had a girl come up to me in tears crying after a screening um saying she was so inspired by the film and and you know just yeah it's been incredible yeah. like talking to people who have seen this film and been really inspired by Sasha's story so that's fantastic we're, we're very happy with the way that we've we've released it and yeah and produced it and it's nice I guess it's nice having the kind of the um the online release because we can 
we can add in a few of our little favorite bits and pieces that didn't quite make the final oh, yeah, cut. Yeah, you know yeah, what I mean? Sure, so yeah. those kind of little bonus bits and pieces that right. um, you know were were a bit a bit painful to part with. I guess. Yeah. Oh dear. So uh, Jeff's kitten is uh, <laughs> is attacking his back door currently. <laughs> That's all right. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Please carry on. <laughs> um, were there, I mean, is there a particular bit of the film that is your absolute favorite? Uh, do, you, do you guys have the same sort of favorite bit of the film? Because I mean, I, I think like when you've worked with something for so long, it's inevitable that there's, like you said, there are going to be bits that are painful to part with when you go to edit. Um, did your favorite bits actually make it into the final production or is that coming out in the online release? Uh, favorite bit, it... <laughs> Or is that I, I got, you to, like, I got asked this question children. in like a written interview the other day and, yeah. um, and I genuinely, it, it took me quite a long time to answer, but I, I mean, it's kind of hard to go past like, you know, when he wins, oh no, spoiler yeah. alert, sorry, spoiler <laughs> alert, he wins. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but um, I think my favorite bit is there's um there's a little scene at the end of the film as the credits are kind of rolling mm-hmm. and it's actually it's Sasha's son yeah um, Alex and he's doing his own version of his dad's barista routine um serving orange juice to oh. Sasha <laughs> and um to Sasha and Sasha's daughter yeah and it's just you know just hearing the way he mimics the language yeah. Yeah. and you know just imagining the amount of times he must have heard his dad give yeah. his presentation to be able to mimic that I think is a it's both really it's quite cute but it's also quite an insight as well yeah. into mm-hmm. you know just how much it's taken over his life that his you know nine-year-old son can basically repeat his his uh presentation verbatim yeah <laughs> I amazing. don't know Jeff do you have a favorite bit a favorite bit in the film? Yeah. Um, I think, oh gosh, yeah. Pe- people ask me this question as well and I don't really know what to say. I know, I'm Be- sorry. Because we filmed, because we, you know, we were there the whole time filming everything, a lot of it brings back memories for me every time yeah. I watch it. Mm-hmm. And I, I still get very emotional when I watch the film. I watched it at a film festival a week ago Yeah. in a cinema in a small little country town in New South Wales, which is a, yeah. a state here in Australia. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah. I was sitting in the front row and did it, and <laughs> I got really emotional watching it again. Always, mm-hmm. um, I, I think maybe the, like the the Seattle sequence yeah. for me, just because it turns it the, that part for me was more observational. So it's you know seeing yeah you get to see more of Hidenori, uh, the, the coach, you know, getting mm-hmm. you know laying into Sasha and telling him <laughs> telling him <laughs> training him, and and you get to see more of the sort of um, I guess behind the scenes of, of a coach talking, you know, um, yeah, of Hide talking to Sasha and, and seeing their relationship and and you get to see some uncomfortable moments on screen of Sasha looking a little bit uncomfortable and <laughs> and go backstage. Uh, there's this actually there's a scene backstage at the World Barista Championships yeah. where Hide's uh, talking to Sasha. Sasha's doing his presentation. He's he's miming it for Hide, the coach. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. In a in the back, it's like a uh, backstage. A it's a loading dock, and yeah. I just remember being there, and I was I sneaked, um, sneaked behind them as they walked out, and I was there, and I remember Sasha sort of saw me, and I was h- trying to hide behind a bin, <laughs> this big yeah. bin to film, <laughs> and I eventually got the shots, and they were just incredible because they were so um, Sasha was so uncomfortable, but I just at the time just remember thinking, you know, it's so important to, for people to see honesty in in 
in their in people who they look up to and, and mentors. Um, yeah. and, and you know, not I'm not saying everyone looks up to Sasha or everyone thinks he's a mentor, but I think it's it's good to see people who you know struggle at times because it makes you remember that everyone's human and everyone goes through ups and downs and mm-hmm. um, it was just a very true moment and mm. so I, I love that and I love watching that in the film that 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 scene of, of Sasha um, struggling forgetting, for, forgetting his routine yeah. yeah 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 that's it it is it's a it's a power and anyone who has ever been in competition will identify with that so strongly oh, totally. and um, again like coffee whatever it doesn't matter you know it's, yeah um, yeah 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 oh for sure but there's 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 a particular resonance there like for anybody who's ever been backstage and done that that is like i mean i i I, you're making me emotional just thinking about all the times that i've seen because (laughs) i've spent a lot of time backstage and just watching people do the same thing it's like just just saying saying their routine to a partner or you know just literally mining everything from from service to you know and the number of hours that people do that um no. Exactly. You know, and coming, I mean, and there was another stage. moment, I guess, from Seattle, which made it in the film of the um, was it the Korean Korean competitor, and he was he he had le- you know he didn't speak English, so he had memorized his scripts, yes. and mm-hmm. you know he gave such a great performance, and and the thing that really and at the end he he forgot he like lost his place, but the thing that really gets me is the only reason he lost his place is because he was being polite. You know, yeah. like he turned around and he thanked the timekeeper and because of that, he lost his place. And it's just like, oh, it's just, it's not fair. Yeah, <laughs> it's just yeah. not fair. Yeah. Okay. So we're, we're going to, we're going to wrap up in a little bit before we do. And um, so just off the cuff, sure. Why not? Um, like I'm, I'm always super curious to hear what non-coffee people think of coffee trade shows and coffee competitions. Um, like what did what did you guys think? Like what was the oddest thing that you saw, or just yeah? How did it <laughs> how did it strike you? <laughs> so many odd things. <laughs> it is a very strange world. I will tell you what. I mean, because like Jeff said, you know, we went to Ethiopia, and then Jeff was uh, uh, Sasha was like, oh yeah, by the way, I'm competing in the national competition, British yeah. competition. You know, it's in Melbourne. You guys are in Melbourne. You should come along. Mm-hmm. And we're like, oh, what? Barista competition? <laughs> okay, this is going to be a little bit fun. Yeah. And, you know, it didn't take very long for us to realize how seriously, you know, kind of how seriously people approached it. I think we realized that within the first, you know, few minutes of walking into the place. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I think above all else, that's still the thing that I find most striking is yeah. the level of dedication that these people that the you know when you're competing in a barista competition that you give to it it, it it's you know I, I don't know if I've seen it in many other industries um, you know whether it be sport or any kind of you know competition I it's it's still to this day you know going back to Dublin again and seeing you know just yeah it, I, I find I'm gobsmacked by you know how how seriously they take it and how yeah. um, how much they give to it. I mean, yeah. In terms of silly, uh, look. If you hang around with Mister Sestich long enough, you'll <laughs> <laughs> you'll see silly. But I don't know. I don't know. What about you, Mister Han? Um, well, I guess you know we we both got into coffee pretty hard from making this film. <laughs> yeah, so sucked in. We we you know we learned a lot, and I, I you know. 
I definitely got into, you know, going around to the different booths and talking to people and tasting different coffees and uh, cupping sessions and all this sort of stuff, which I uh, really, yeah. really get into as well. But um, one of the biggest things I love is just the global aspect of it and mm. how, you know, you'd, ro- you'd rock up at the Barista Championships and there'd be all these different nationalities, all these different cultures, all these different people with mm-hmm. different um, backgrounds, cultures, beliefs, all for the same, you know, all there because for their passion of coffee. And I, I love that. And so the global aspect for me, I, just really interesting people uh, yeah. and a really nice way to sort of, yeah, spend time with different people from different backgrounds. Yeah. So that was, a, that was one of the things that sort of uh, grabbed me straight away mm-hmm. um, about the people. Oh, wait, I have one. Can I share one? <laughs> yeah, one go for it. I was going to say, you guys are too polite. <laughs> <laughs> Do we need to be a bit more brutal, do we? No, world, no. At the, at, um, in Seattle, the World Championships, the Iranian competitor oh, yeah. was yeah. awesome. He yes. had he did his whole um I don't know if you remember he did his whole secret ingredient. Yes. <laughs> which he revealed at the end was a can of coke. And yes. It's just like it's so funny there's this there's a, a, a one shot of you know after he reveals it one of the judges is just this look on his face is just like no oh, come on. Are you serious? <laughs> <laughs> but he was just so full of joy and he was so yeah. cheeky, you know, it was just like, oh, what a, it was, that was a, that was a thoroughly enjoyable moment for me. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. awesome. Yeah. Well, and, and, and certainly like, you know, there's, I think it's always really inspiring to see sort of new countries come to the table every year and yeah. to get a, get a glimpse into like what, where specialty is in, in their country and in their world and and to watch them be inspired by the other competitors as well and but everybody who makes it to that table is usually just so grateful to have made it to that point and is so just excited to share what they're doing and I think that joy is really infectious and it's really exciting and um I'm I'm really excited that you guys actually took the time to capture it because I think you know there is there is an interest in that story there but I I really appreciate the way that you guys have captured it so um so that's super cool thank you yeah um and then I guess uh, before before we get to the details of uh, of what's next and the online release and all of that stuff, um, just I'm really curious because you know you guys are storytellers. The coffee industry tries to be sto- storytellers, but we're you know not necessarily always doing a great job of it. Do you do you have any thoughts on what we could be doing better or how we could improve the way that we're talking to people about coffee? Hmm. That's a good question. Very good question. And I mean, it's it's something that we we heard really early on, especially from um, like I remember Hide Hide Nori Azaki yeah. you know, uh, in at that um, you know the Melbourne Championships. Um, you know, hearing him talk about telling the story of specialty coffee, and yeah. and that you know he really felt like as an industry hadn't you know that the, the industry hadn't really worked out how to do it yet. You know, how mm-hmm. do you tell that story when you put that lovely cup of delicious looking, tasting, smelling coffee down in front of a person that's, you know, just paid a few dollars for a cup of coffee. Yeah. Um, and it is a challenging one. It's a challenging one. Cause like we were saying earlier, you know, it's, I mean, it's about the relationships. It's about the, the length of time it's taken, you know, the farmer to grow it or, you know, the farmer to learn how to grow it, then to mm-hmm. grow it, then to, you know, all that, you know, it's it's years worth of stories and, you know, generations. And like Jeff said, it's, it's you know, traveling across the world. Yeah. It's kind of a hard story to tell in, 
the two minute interaction you have when someone's buying a coffee in your shop, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Yeah. I like a lot of people have, um, you know, obviously asked us about coffee as well. And, you know, a lot of the time we don't really know what to say because yeah. <laughs> we're not coffee people, but you know, one of the, one of the big things, um, I guess that we've been talking about and when, when people ask us questions is really comparing it to the wine industry mm-hmm. and really sort of um, saying, okay, you know, there's different varietals of wine. You've got different notes. You've got different flavors. They come from different regions. It's very similar with coffee. So, and, and I've always sort of used that as a reference point, like, you know, mm-hmm. do you, can you appreciate wine? And, and then I, I'll ask them questions. Do you, do you like red wine? Do you like white wine? I'll, I'll ask them questions and then, and then sort of start comparing it to coffee. And then, yeah, I, I've I've got a few. Um, I've done that quite a bit actually now, and uh, there's yeah. been a few screenings where um, there's been Q and A sessions where people have asked that, and they're like, "Oh, what does the coffee actually taste like?" And I've always used wine as a, as an example, and yeah. that's generally worked for me. Yeah, mm-hmm. but I mean, it can be it can be something really simple. Like I remember <clears throat> when we first started, my sister um, lives in Canberra where Sasha has his shops, and I said, mm-hmm. "Oh, you know, it's this this guy has these shops." And she's like, oh, yeah, yeah, I know, I know those guys. You know, they make good coffee, but they're a bit expensive. Yeah. And it's like, you know, after saying really quickly, well, you know, part of that is because he buys really good beans and he has direct relationships with the farmers. And, you know, he gives a little bit, you know, a lot of or some of the money goes back to the farmers and, and so on and so forth. And she's like, oh, OK, well, I'm totally happy to pay an extra dollar for a coffee if that's the story behind it. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, it, it can be really simple. But, um, you know, again, on a day-to-day basis, someone, you know, walking up and ordering their latte in the morning, mm-hmm. it's a tough story to tell. It's a tough yeah. story to tell, but I guess that's, you know, where things like film and, and podcasts and, you know, literature and all that other stuff kind of can be there to, if someone wants to find out, that yeah. it's easy at exactly. least. Exactly, yeah. You know, yeah. as long as it's easy for, for you to find the information that you need, then, you know, I think that's that's the first step yeah yeah Yeah. all right well thank you guys for taking the time let's get into the nitty-gritty and uh so you've got an online release coming up and um i'm sure at this point like after listening to steve and sasha speak and then you know listen to you guys talk about sort of a little bit more behind the scenes of the film like people if they haven't seen the film already are gonna want to watch it so how can they do it they can do it uh as of the 18th of november it'll be Mm -hmm. available for pre-sale on itunes Great. Uh, the film's released, so it's downloadable on the 30th of November. But if you do the pre-sale thing, then you get 25% off. So Great. happy days. Everyone loves a discount. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, go to iTunes, uh, the Coffee Man film. You know, it'll be pretty easy to find. Yeah, yeah. or like our website, thecoffeemanfilm.com. We'll have all the links there as well. Great stuff. Yep. And so, we'll, and we'll also, include that in the podcast. Yeah, no problem. And also on iTunes, we're going to have English subtitles and Spanish subtitles. Yeah. However, we also do have the film translated in, I think, 11 languages now. So wow. that will also be uh, released. Uh, the subtitles will be available online separately. Okay. Some of those. Cool. If that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. You guys were obviously very inspired by the the global nature of the industry. Yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's been pretty cool when someone's like, "Hey, I'd like to show your film in Vietnam, and I will translate it for you." You know, it's yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. It's very nice to feel that connection to the global coffee world. 
That's great stuff. Well, thank you guys so much for taking the time. I know um, it can be a little bit difficult to find a good time to record between, you know, Ireland and uh, and Australia, but um, well, I, think, I, I, think I think it's worked out pretty well. I think well. you've drawn the short straw this time, getting up a, a little bit early. Yeah, that's all right. It's not too bad. Uh, I do work in coffee after all. I'm used to very early mornings. Um, <laughs> yeah, this is true. <laughs> but thank you guys so much. Um, I'm really looking forward to, to having this reach a broader audience. I know that there were a couple of screenings that took place that I couldn't make it to. Um, so I'm excited that people, you know, if they haven't had a screening near them, will be able to see this online and and uh, and to keep generating conversations about it. And, and I think it is a really inspiring human story. And um, I think that's actually what makes it really really great and really interesting because it's not just as I, I love a film about coffee I think it's absolutely beautiful but I also think yeah. that sometimes the the human element is what sort of you know when things are different to what you know or to your experience within coffee because as coffee people we get super fussy about like well that's not right that can't be that's not how we really do things you know whereas this sort of removes that element of it because it is about Sasha and his experience um I think that's a fantastic thing and something that is is super relatable um you know even if you haven't been a handball champion at the Olympic level, you know? <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So it's thank you guys so much for taking story. the time and, and for, for making the film and um, yeah, looking forward to having it online. Uh, thank you. Thanks, awesome. Jen. Thanks, Jen. Thanks for listening to this podcast. It's proudly brought to you by Nuova Simonelli.